It is Wednesday. It's high noon. High noon. You are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and I am joined today by Jason of The Purge. Well, hello there, Pam. How you been? I've been doing great. How have you been this week? I've just been peachy. Awesome. Peachy. Fuzzy on the outside with a hard interior that's... Some, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuzzy on the outside. Insert joke here. Insert, yeah. <laughs> Insert punchline. Uh, so this is the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm, brought to you by Alta California Botanicals, the best medical marijuana tink in the biz. If you have not tried it, you must go to tryalta.com and uh, check it out. Uh, or go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name, Alta California Botanicals. Medical marijuana solves everything. Except baldness. Except bald. You know what, though? Al, the inventor, creator, genius behind Alta California, actually believes that it also cures baldness. Oh, then sign me up. <laughs> yeah. I need yeah. a cell number immediately. Stat. Because he's bald and, and uh, he started using it on his head. But the other thing is that he was using the uh, THCA, the acids of the plant, on his head. And he used to have, like, pre-cancerous, like, lesion kind of, not lesions, that's the wrong word, but, like, um age spots and the whatnot and they all went away now that is really cool yeah so there is possibly some really decent health benefits uh aside from what you've already mentioned yeah taking cannabis is going to solve everything so uh that's what the show is usually about but today we are training jason uh you're going to listen to his show the purge every thursday morning from 8 to 10 coming up soon here on the station we have some music we're going to talk we're going to figure all this stuff out so uh, I'm, I'm excited to find out a little bit more about Jason and find out some of the, the music that he is into. And we are going to start that up right now. Uh, tell us a little bit about Tool. Uh, what Tool. do you think about Maynard? Maynard, he's uh, definitely an outspoken young man. Well, he's not so much young anymore, but he's a guy who's very comfortable with who he is. And he, from what I understand, if you like him, great. If you don't like him, great. Uh, I can appreciate that kind of single-mindedness, being uh, comfortable in your own skin. And uh, I would put him up there with the Marilyn Manson, David Bowie, a performer. Have you ever tried his wine? Uh, no, I have not. I had actually looked online and saw the different types of vintages. He takes his wine seriously. It is expensive as fuck, but one of my... Th- uh, favorite people, snack master uh, down in San Diego, is a huge Tool fan, and he actually came up to San Francisco just to go to a wine tasting of Maynard's wine, and he spent like, I mean, it's expensive wine. Oh, maybe he could loan me some cash to go try some of that wine. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. It's grown in Arizona in this weird rocky place, and uh, there's a great documentary on it. So, I had a lot more respect for Maynard after I watched the documentary on him making wine. It's called like blood into wine or something like that no shit yeah it's really uh, good look it up on youtube learn or something new every whatever. day yeah all right so we're gonna start out today uh with a song uh vicarious by tool you want to give us a little background on why this is the song you chose uh well it, it's kind of it means a lot to me uh, same reason why i like the idea behind the purge uh it's fact that i think most of society likes to live vicariously through things they see on tv stuff they hear on the radio uh celebrities that are famous for no other reason than being famous why is Kim Kardashian's ass still trending on Yahoo News? It's that big. It's probably covered at least half the internet in the known universe. Yeah. So, you know, for whatever either. reason, people just uh, are drawn to demagogues and, and cults of personality. We're not necessarily talking about uh, despots and tyrants, but yeah. people that are just attention whores. And then, <laughs> but the thing that always wows me is that 
We give them our money. Like every time someone buys a People magazine, they're just throwing money at this, you know, infrastructure of to go take pictures of these people when they don't want pictures taken. And but that's a thing they have to do because they're famous, but they want it. And then there's a PR agent. Anyways, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Because, you know, what cracks me up the most about these uh, celebrities that lose their minds in one way or another is that they they seek that fame, they seek that fortune, they seek to somehow make make their little niche in entertainment. But when they get too popular, they get to a point where they think that they're being hounded. I need my privacy now. Well, that's not necessarily what you may have signed up for. That's when you sign up for rehab. (laughs) Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. You get all the privacy you need. All right, so uh, live vicariously through uh, through through this song right now on the AltaCast. It'll change your life. MutinyRadio.fm.
All right, everybody. That was Tool Vicarious. Oh, yeah. Now I'm ready to start talking. That always gets me fired up. <laughs> uh, there was some brain sperm coming out of the uh, end of that video. Uh, crazy stuff. We're being infiltrated right now by the brain sperm. Don't listen to them. <laughs> don't. They're like Jehovah's Witnesses Abs- sometimes. Don't listen to Kanye. Go make your own music. How about that? Well, listen to listen to what you want, but there's this one song right now that is so poppy, and I don't want to listen to it, and I don't want to hear it, and it's constantly in my head, and it is so bad. It is, it is so bad. How bad is it? Uh, it? It is so bad that I can't even tell you what song it is because then it'll be in my head again for the whole day. Pop music is the devil. You know what the sad part about it is, though? This particular song, I have an uncontrollable urge to dance to it every time because it has firmly lodged itself in the back of my psyche. Oh, because we're moving to pop music next. Yeah. Yeah, Maroon 5 can get in your head. I actually, um, <laughs> I watched, a, I babysit for small children uh, who love pop music, and they show me things on the iPad and, and the stuff, and they showed me this one video that's a Maroon 5 song where the video is they're crashing all of these weddings, and then singing the same song to all the brides, and the brides get so excited, and I swear to you, I started crying. Really? What was so tearful about it's that? It's just the excitement on people's face when they're like, Maroon 5, is that my wedding? And they start crying and like kissing their new husband and freaking out, and the whole group is like insane, and it's so weird. Speaking of weird, we have a phone call. Jason's going to pick up the phone. He's going to learn how to do this. You guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm every Wednesday from... No, no, no. you got to talk to her first. Talk to her first. Say, hey, Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio. There, there's sweet Gale. Uh, And then we say, sweet Gale, how you doing? So first Jason's going to hang up the phone, and then we're going to bring up sweet Gale. Sorry about yeah, that, sweet Gail. I hear you like you're really whispering. Well, we're we're actually it's just our technology that's whispering. We hear yeah, I know you. That guy great. Was your technology, but what's going on? Well, um, it's because it's a landline, and uh, you know, here's the thing. I don't understand any of it, sweet Gail. It, the, the internet is a series of tubes, uh, and there's waves of sound flying through them. I don't even understand how phones work. Like, I, I have I no idea what I'm doing. I dial a phone, so don't ask me. Do you have a landline, or are you on an iPhone, sweet Gail? Oh, no. I- iPhone? What am I, a millionaire? <laughs> sweet Gail, you know that they're giving away iPhones on the corner, the Obama phones? You can, you can get... The only problem with that, they asked me if I wanted one the other day, and I oh, said, no. Oh, man, you're no. more savvy than that. Well, I don't... I'm afraid of the chip. I don't want Obama to know where I am. Like, there's got to be a chip in those phones because they're giving them to poor people and I feel like there's like some small device so they can track don't tell us. Me you're oh yeah. I'm a, uh, I, we didn't you cut out there for a second. Don't tell me you're what? Don't tell me you're paranoid. Oh my god, sweet Gail, I'm so paranoid. No, no what I think is when people want to give you something free, it's going to end up costing you more. Yeah. I thought every time somebody Offered something for free. I took three. <laughs> yeah, it's free what they're giving you, but the cost down the line is going to cost you more. Right. Hey, did you ever read the book by um, 
Stephen King called The Cell, where um, oh, every, yeah. wasn't that a great book? That was an awesome book. Everyone who was on their cell phone, like at this one moment in time, some weird thing happened and they all became these crazy zombie face-eating people. Yeah, it was like a pre-World War Z, yeah. World War Z book. Absolutely. Stephen oh, yeah, King. World War Z. Um, Sweet Gail, what do you do all day? What's your t- tell us a little bit about Sweet Gail's? What do I do all day? Your average Wednesday. Tell us your average Wednesday. It's the same as always. I play on the phone and watch a lot of TV. What's your favorite TV? I like Doctor Phil. <gasps> oh yeah. You like you know, Doctor Phil? I found Phil? out something recently from Doctor Phil. This is very interesting. What is the number one thing people don't like and people fear? O- Obama. No rejection. Rejection. That's the one thing all over the world is the same. All people who have that, they don't like rejection. Oh. That's the basis of, I guess, everything. They don't like rejection. But so much of It doesn't matter what society you're in. No one likes to be... Everyone wants to be accepted. That's the root thing right there. That's the one thing they don't want. They don't want to be rejected. Sweet Gail, you're accepted. And the one thing they do want, they want to be accepted. Right. Well, I have an example of this. Um, there was a there was a comedy fight. <laughs> there was a physical fight between comedians, and that's what it was: is that one comedian wanted to be accepted, and the other one rejected him in front of people, and then uh. a fist fight broke out. And that actually happened to me once too. I almost got in a fist fight with Dash Kiwakowski. In what location was that? Uh, it was at an undisclosed comedy house in Oakland. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I want to let you know my battery is weak, so when we get disconnected, I don't hang up on you as weak. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much uh, for saying that. Yeah, I mean, that's the deal. I heard it on Dr. Phil. Yeah, uh, so that's great. You're learning stuff off the TV. What's your second favorite show besides Dr. Phil? Oh, I like those Law and Order stuff, you know, and I like Judge Dun I need to introduce you, sweet gal, to my buddy, Chris. Every time I... Uh See him. He is watching a rerun of some sort, if not the new episodes of every Law and Order ever made. Dun dun. Exactly. <laughs> what did he do with him? Did he record them all? No, we got Netflix. He's one of my roommates, and uh, it's that's become his natural habitat. The TV room with Law and Order on. Wow. The original Law and Order. The original Law and Order. He also watches the spinoffs, SVU. He, you know, when he can squeeze in a few extra hours, he'll throw in Criminal Intent just for kicks and giggles. Wow. So he must watch Ion Television. Uh, Ion Television, TNT, and any other channel that it happens to be on at that moment. Uh, and, yeah, that, that's that's what he loves to do. So uh, I hope to get to meet you in person one of these days, sweet Gail, and uh, maybe make a... Uh, a new, a new Law and Order friend. Uh, can what about Criminal Minds? Uh, he does watch that from time to time. I actually liked the earlier ones when Mandy Patinkin was in, uh, was the uh, the lead investigator. But you know, since they switched the uh, lead investigator, I don't watch it too much anymore. Uh, but Suika, what do you like about Law and Order and these criminal shows? Is it, what is it that you're trying to make the perfect crime, and so you're watching as many <laughs> you can have an original storylines. Because a lot of times on Law and Order and Criminal Minds, whatever, it starts out with one thing. You know what they say, the red herring? You think is this is what's going on? Right. But it gets more involved, and that's not what's going on. But it always starts with a dead hooker. Am I right? No. Oh, okay. Usually there's a live hooker. A live hooker that then they kill, and then they find up. But no one cares No, they have that. one story where I guess some kid got kidnapped or something, and then it turns out... It gets to be a long, involved thing where there's some kind of a business going where they take children and sell them. So like 10 or 12 years later, they find this kid 
who was sold to this couple, and now they got to return them to the original, the real parent. And the kid wants to stay with the couple that brought him up so, because those are his parents. But the law says you have to go back to your real parent. But you, you have this need for external drama, right? And so you're finding it through these particular uh, shows. I really can't hear you. You, you, you're, looking, you're looking for drama. And, and so you're finding it kind of on TV. And I'm, we just listened to I'm this. I'm looking for interesting storylines. You like the story, but the storylines no, are... This is where I get myself in trouble. <laughs> I can't see Star Wars. Why not? What? Oh, What's that's what? it. We are no longer yeah. friends, sweet girl. This is people off. I mean, I'm, I can take it or leave it. But it's great storylines, though. It's a, it's no, an incredible no, storyline. Star Wars has is a lot of that technical stuff that... Oh, the not at all. Special effects and blowing up and all that crap. No, but there's great storylines. There's always like a, a love interest. Do these days. Good they versus don't rely evil. on story, story, story. They rely on the adrenaline rush of the yeah, blowing this up, blowing that up. Star Wars is a classic hero myth journey based almost on Joseph Campbell's theories. There's archetypical characters. There's Luke Skywalker. There's a young man. A we just lost her. Uh-oh. We just lost her. Her phone went out. As I start talking about archetypical characters, her phone died. It's okay, guys. We did not hang up on her. She did not hang up on us. Um, but it's good. It's funny that right when I start getting deep with my smarty pants, she's like, I'm out. I know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not necessarily a soul on the fact that her phone just cut out. You know? <laughs> she told us ahead of time. Anyways, that's yeah. sweet, Gail, you guys. She used to do comedy. and Did she? Yes. And um, she's um, she has some infirmments in her um, she has some really bad arthritis and so she really can't leave her house anymore but she used to always come out to the brainwash and to dirty tricks and she'd sort of like waddle up to the stage and she'd never get on the stage because it was too high and too difficult and she'd talk on the ground uh, and one time at dirty tricks she took off her shirt and she had this bright like I don't remember if it was orange or pink brawn and she is a she is over 50 and she is she is a unique and wonderful individual, and uh, <laughs> there are some pictures of her online in a bra at Dirty Tricks from like four years ago. Um, we miss her on the scene because she was a lot of fun. But I know what she means about accepted and rejected because um, I think that a lot of times she was the butt of some jokes. Oh, this might be her back. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. Alrighty. This is Jason from The Purge training here on the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm, learning how to use the phone, figuring it all out. And uh, we're going to bring Sweet Gail back right now. She, she made it back, and we're going to push that phone right on up to bring it up to 11. There we go. It's like, uh, what? Can't remember the name of that uh, old uh, parody rock and roll. It's uh, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap, yes. We have to turn her up to 11. But it it goes to 11. (laughs) I always prefer Star Trek to Star Wars. Okay, back to the back. So you, you know, and this is a thing. Some people really do prefer. Now, I think that Star Trek actually has more technology in it. Um, and technology that's been realized. Um, the flip phones, the communicators that they were using in the 60s, those look and seem a lot like cell phones. With the flip technology, you know. So, not to get too deep, but there's this thing called um, metaphysics. Oh, I did it again. She doesn't want to get deep. Oh, so, there's man. this thing called metaphysics. Uh, and it is a concept that 
once it's created in your mind or and it's written down as a story or in a poem or in some sort of if it's on a TV show it it already is created we just don't have the science to create it yet so when Gene Roddenberry created the idea of these communicators where you would be far away and you would talk to someone far away on this weird thing that is when the cell phone was actually invented it was, it was at least it, just as a concept. As a concept. But once a concept exists, it's real. I never thought of it that way. It's, it's concrete. It's real. You can discuss it. It exists in the universe. Thought is real. Thought exists. And that's like the crux of metaphysics. Is that anytime you think of something new or you create it in a story or an idea, like the zombies. Yeah. Yes, zombies are coming. We've <laughs> already written them. They're totally coming. Uh, there's going to be some weird like Ebola strain uh, with some other thing, some flesh-eating Ebola with maybe some rabies, right? Oh, yeah, I got to throw and a little rabies So in. you'll have some foaming at the mouth, and you'll be eating people's skin, and it'll be just like zombies. Hey, Gail's back, it looks do like. You want it, do you want to do it again, or do you uh, want to go to a song? Uh, try, third time's got to be the charm. Third time's the charm. Here we go. Listen to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, hanging out with Jason of the Purge. You guys are going to start listening to his show every Thursday from 8 to 10 Yeah, my battery is shot, so I'll have to catch you another time. Oh, well, at least you helped give me some practice on answering the, the, f- anyway, the landline. Thank you so much, Sweet Gail, for calling in. Remember Star Wars. Eh? Oh. Well, they're not, they don't need your money, honey. They got, they got enough of they're their They're not own. starving. So that was Sweet Gail. And uh, it's nice that she gave us uh, a little salutation there. Uh, yeah, getting deep with the metaphysics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, better living through Star Wars, Star Trek debates. Absolutely. I, I really... Um, I don't ever want to fly around in space, though. I think that... That is, I won't even scuba dive. Really? No way. I don't, I cannot drink or breathe a tank of water in some like unnatural, I don't even like flying in planes. Oh, so you and John Madden have a lot in common. Absolutely. Right Got to get on the bus. Indeed. Get on the bus. Get on the bus. Get uh, on the bus. Go so the bus that had goes. to really have blown your mind then when they had that, uh, I guess, application process for people wanting to uh, go on a one-way trip to Mars. Oh, not not me. <laughs> had over like 90,000 people signed up for that, knowing nope. that they're not going to come back. Nope, not me. Uh, I like breathing air. And it, it helps. I, it, yeah, it's a thing that my body does, and it's good at it. And I can't imagine being like in an airplane or a recycled can of air in space, and I just... I'd, my brain doesn't even want to wrap its head around that concept. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't necessarily fall under the you only live once category, huh? Yeah, I. You know what, though? I'll never jump out of a plane. Okay, the only time I think I'd ever even go in a helicopter is if I was on Survivor and I won one of the rewards and they're like, uh, you're getting picked up in a helicopter and going to another island. It's going to be amazing. I'd still be afraid, but I'd be like, oh, awesome. Okay, I can do this. But I would never jump out of a plane, bungee jump, um like scale a, a, a rock climb something really steep without like super safe ropes that are already have been dug into that thing like even half dome would freak me out and that thing's been there for a long time like with the go up this weird ladder thing and don't fall off um i'm sensing a a slight fear of heights yeah i don't like being high up uh because you could fall down yeah, that is a, a unfortunate byproduct if you slip or something goes really bad. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't, I don't mind like three stories. That doesn't bother me. I can go up in a cherry picker. I can change lights in a theater. I can, I can be on a catwalk. All that kind of stuff is fine for me. But 
once, once I'm gonna br do more than break a leg, I'm out. Uh, hey, <laughs> terrible segues here. We our next song is by Maroon 5. Oh, it's an awesome segue. We're just being creative, that's all. <laughs> oh, Maroon 5. I gotta tell you, I used to babysit for this kid, and she loved the voice, right? And Adam, uh, Adam Levine, just, she was just gaga for this guy. And he's actually my, he's actually, I think, a year younger than me. He's like 40 now. I understand he's my age. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you know. Yeah. A couple of different choices in life. That different could be me. Different choices. <laughs> you could have a stupid tiger tattoo on your arm, too. That it is stupid. I'll get, yeah. Oh, my God. What a douche. Like a... <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but, hey, we're going we're gonna to listen to a song of his uh, here at Jason's request. Again, listen to The Purge. You never know what you're going to get from Tool to Maroon 5 here uh, on yeah. Mutiny Radio. Goes like this. Uh, 
Yeah. You know who else has the moves like Jagger? Not Donald Trump. Not Donald Trump. Not Donald Trump. No moves. Negative moves. Bad moves. Yeah, that, um, I actually kind of do want to see him uh, get on uh, Dancing with the Stars. Oh, my God. Or So You Think You Can Dance, because I really think that is his, his hair piece, and it, I'm convinced it's a hair piece, has better rhythm than he does. Yeah, definitely. Donald Trump. What a douche. Target. What a douche. <laughs> frontrunner. GOP frontrunner. Biggest douche in America. Yeah, he's going to make George W. look like a freaking just Rhodes Scholar. I, it's... Let's run America like a business. Uh, hey, let's kill a bunch of Muslims. That sounds like fun. Yeah, and their families. Why yeah, not? that was the thing that upset me the most was last Thursday when he came out saying that these ISIS people don't care about their own lives, so we have to go after their families. Excuse me? Basically, he said, let's go into Syria. Let's go into Afghanistan. Let's go. Let's, let's just go kill them. Yeah. Let's go kill their families. Yeah, that's... You, Sound foreign what? policy right there. Very sound foreign policy. It, it's, it sounds like when I was little, I thought that my dad, uh, the big Republican, was joking. I thought he was joking when he would say, bomb him. Just get into Iraq and bomb him. Just bomb him. He was like, shock and awe. Let's get him. Boom. Just before shock and awe, even when it was the first uh, Iraqi war, the Gulf uh, skirmish or whatever that was, um, the Gulf War. He was like, bomb him. Can't we just blow him off the face of the earth? And I'm like, you're a hardcore Christian. And you, and whoops, they're Muslims. Get them out. And this strange, like, baby boomer mentality of, I don't know, us and them and Christians. And can't we get back to some isolationism and just think about us as a country and not worry about what they're doing oh, over yeah, there? This country's eight degrees of fucked up already, man. Why worry about screwing the rest of the world up, man? You know, we handle our own business. We and Yeah, until we handle our own business, why are we even worried about what's going on? Like, the, the military-industrial complex, like, spending machine, with the money that we spend blowing things up, think about how many things we can build. Oh, and we tend to have to because we've blown up so much well, shit. Well, and that's <laughs> the thing, is that's the racket. We go in and spend money to blow it up, and then we go in with money to rebuild it. We, we're double-dipping. Yeah. We're dipping on both ends because we're industrial assholes. Like... I actually thought this morning when I woke up and I, I kind of was, I don't really like Christmas because it's so commercial and all that stuff. Hell there's, yeah. a, there's a couple stupid things I like about Christmas. Uh, one is eggnog. Two is wearing uh, red and green and sometimes some elf hats. That's about it. I, I like the smallest <laughs> bit of Christmas. So I'm putting on my elf hat today and I see the Old Navy logo and I'm like, ah! So I tried to cover it up with a, a jaunty pin, you know? And then I realized that the entire Santa and elf Christmas story is about slavery. Really? The I never thought of it that way. The elves are slaves. The elves are tiny little people far, far away that make toys for little American boys and girls. Those kids are in Malaysia, Indonesia, um, India, Vietnam. China, Vietnam, making our toys, making our lead toys. We don't have lead toys anymore. They, we give them lead toys. They're making our weird little stupid Santa hats so that we can go to Old Navy and buy them for $1.99, us American assholes. It's, we've got tiny little elves with tiny little fingers making 12 cents an hour somewhere far, far away. And why are we buying this stuff? Because we want to show somebody we love them through giving them. We're basically, we're bribing people right. you know, with, with presents. Here, I love yeah. you. Here's a, a freaking Barbie doll. Cute and gift your your, uh, your guilt away by giving good presents at Christmas. I'm mailing my family ribeye steaks. Well, that's sweet. And practical. That's they nice. might get hungry. 
Uh, I am uh, babysitting a child. I'm using actual child labor for my presence this year. I <laughs> own it. I'm, I'm babysitting on Saturday uh, all day for this adorable eight-year-old. And I'm going to bring, uh, she also uh, has special needs. So I didn't want to make cookies because that's more me working than her. So we're going to make coal. So we're going to take kettle corn and then we're going to melt chocolate and we're going to put craisins and um, cashews and like other delicious things and we're gonna melt it all together and she's gonna mix it in a big bowl and then I'm gonna have her take little brown paper bags and put XXX coal on all of them and I'm gonna take that chocolate covered popcorn yumminess and put it in the bag and give it to comedians oh now that is working smarter not harder right there and here's the beauty I'm using all the food it's gonna be off my food stamps oh man so it's a food gift that I'm and I'm getting paid while I'm making it because I'm babysitting for five hours (laughs) so I'm using thank you government I'm using my government stipend to make to get the food I'm using uh, child labor to create it Uh, the only thing I have to buy is the paper bags is it too late to nominate a write-in candidate for president? <laughs> is, that, is that me? No, I'm, uh, I, I just, I don't believe in, I believe in using the resources that we have and it makes me sad that Donald Trump, the biggest industrialist, I mean, look at his buildings, just made of glass and huge and, and industry and money. And gone bankrupt uh, several times. Well, it's so, that that's the American way. I mean, you just, and I've been told this, I came, I came from an upper middle class upbringing and in fact, it was kind of like, we weren't like, Rich, 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 but my parents' house was worth like over a million dollars. So we were rich people. That's rich in my eyes. It's rich. In my eyes, too, now it's rich. At that time, I thought I was poor, but now I'm like, oh, my God. Um, And rich, I mean, okay, where was I going with the rich people? I lost lost my train. Uh Uh-oh, derailment. Derailment. Uh, but I was I was raised really wealthy and oh I remember bankruptcy and I've had people in that I've gone to college with and then after and they're like you just take out a ton of loans. And then you just default on them. And after seven years, they can't do anything. Hmm. I'm like, what? 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 Well, your credit's destroyed, but you just... And even uh, when I moved to San Francisco, my my mother chastised me and she was like, why can't you just be a normal American and take out a bunch of loans and buy a house and a car and wear a silk suit and walk down in the... What's that area? In the financial district and find a nice over 30 non-married no kids dude. Okay? Can't you just do that? And I'm like, okay, I already have tattoos all over me, so I fucked myself, all right? I'm definitely not going to be nice tattoos. I love them. But I'm definitely not going to be like a makeup-wearing trophy wife that hangs out in Walnut Creek. You would not have worked well in the 50s. (laughs) (laughs) Except I make great cookies. Uh, But, I mean, there's this, there's a dying middle class, but it's this sort of like... It's the baby boomers' kids that are all like, I deserve this. I should have this money. Oh, don't get me started on entitlement. Oh, oh. my goodness. And Trump might be the most entitled. <sighs> and But that's not what Americans are. We're entitled little babies, and we want everything, and we want it cheap, and we... And when I... I don't have a smartphone, but when I see a person who's at, um, financially challenged... And I know they are. And they pull out their smartphone. I'm like, but you have the budget for that? You have the budget for that? Or when I see people smoking and I know that they're financially challenged. And I'm like, you have the budget for that? They'll make they'll make a budget. They will that's how that's where they take their loans out for. Especially when it's in front of your kids. I'm like, you're gonna t- like I'm allowed to smoke because I don't have kids. I'm allowed to spend money as much money as I want on alcohol because I don't have kids. My cat costs me like twenty bucks a month. Oh damn. That's well, I mean with his food and his litter, you know, maybe thirty. But like that's it. 
And people have kids and your economy changes once you have other responsibilities. I, as a responsible adult, have chosen not to have those responsibilities. Good choice, it seems. Yeah, because otherwise, I mean, how do you how do you take a baby to a bar? Are you allowed to do that? Backpack. Backpack. Stick them in a the backpack. Little snorkel. You're good. <laughs> snorkel. Teach them how to swim. Babies <laughs> know how to swim. Uh, you know who doesn't, who seems to know how to swim really well, but we wish he would sink, is Donald Trump. Uh, we have found a little uh, Trumpy. This is Donald Trump is an asshole. Part one of many. Many. Many, 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 because he is giving comedians all across the globe more than enough fodder to just rip him a new one. I won't even, like, make a joke about him because I think it's too cheap. Well, I can appreciate the effort. First of all, Rand Paul shouldn't even be on this stage. He's number 11. He's got 1% in the polls. And how he got up here, there's far too many people. Anyway, as far as temperament, and we all know that, as far as temperament, I think I have a great temperament. I built a phenomenal business with incredible, iconic assets, uh, one of the really, truly great real estate businesses. And I may be an entertainer because I've had tremendous success with number one bestsellers all over the place, with The Apprentice and everything else I've done. But I will tell you this, what I am far and away greater than an entertainer is a businessman. And that's the kind of mindset this country needs to bring it back. Because we owe 19 trillion right now, 19 trillion dollars. And you need this kind of thinking to bring our country back. And believe me, my temperament is very good, very calm, but we will be respected outside of this country. We are not respected now. Mr. Yeah. Senator Paul, your name has been invoked. I kind of have to laugh when I think, of, hmm, sounds like a non sequitur. He was asked whether or not he would be capable and it would be in good hands to be in charge of the nuclear weapons and all of a sudden there's a sideways attack at me. I think that really goes to really the judgment. Do we want someone with that kind of character, that kind of careless language to be negotiating with Putin? Do we want someone like that to be negotiating with Iran? I think really there's a sophomore quality that is entertaining about Mr. Trump. But I am worried. I'm very concerned about him having him in charge of the nuclear weapons because I think his response, his, his visceral response to attack people on their appearance, short, tall, fat, ugly, my goodness, that happened in junior high. Are we not way above that? Would we not all be worried to have someone like that in charge of the nuclear arsenal? Mr. Trump. I never attacked him on his look, and believe me, there's plenty of subject matter right there that I can tell you. But Jake, Jake, I want to, I want to give Jake, Mr. Trump, but Jake, Mr. This, Trump, this, I want to give you another. Oh man! You've got to be kidding me! I have not heard that one before, and it it sounds like a a presidential version of well, you're ugly. Well, you're ugly too. I don't have pet Let's peeves. Let's listen to another I have one. Major psychotic fucking hatreds, okay? And uh, you know, I talk about it. it. It's not been easy for me. It has not been easy for me. And you know, I, I started off in Brooklyn. My father gave me a small loan of a million dollars. I came into Manhattan, and I had to pay him back, and I had to pay him back with interest. Here we go. A small loan of a million. You know, I uh, I find myself getting yelled at when I hit my parent up, my parents up for twenty bucks on occasion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Donald Trump 
is an asshole. So what we typed into the YouTubes was uh, Donald Trump being an asshole. And then I typed in Donald Trump being a dick. And I got, does Donald Trump hate women? Worst quotes. Uh, it starts with a warning, which we will give to you. You guys are already listening to mutinyradio.fm, so you don't give a fuck about the fuck swears. We know that. Uh, but some people view this... Uh, video as offensive if you are sensitive in any way please close out of this video and do not return either way you have been warned um these are these are things that he said these are quotes do we can we allow this person to be in charge of our country do i have to move to canada like this is these are questions i'm asking myself now i feel kind of screwed because i i have a dui in my past i can't go to canada i know i have a DUI and i don't have i don't have a passport so i can't go to mexico so my best case scenario oh yeah. yeah my best case scenario is to catch a flight to the u.s virgin islands that's there about as good go. as it's there gonna go. get yeah that sounds good hide there um, I'm I'm afraid, and I I I made it I made a joke, and I've I've said oh I think that this was this was actually a ploy about four years ago at Christmas when um, Hillary Hill Dog and Trumpy were at Christmas together, and he was like Hill Dog, I have this great idea. Here's what I'm gonna do. Uh, I love being famous, and The Apprentice is a piece of shit, and it's gone now. So I, I need to be on TV a lot. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna run for the Republican Party to give you a landslide. And uh, at first he was like, you know what'll happen is they won't, I won't get the Republican nomination. Then I'll run as an independent. So you'll definitely win by a landslide. But you know what now? That's the scariest thing is he actually could win. Yeah. I mean, this is, if everybody were voting for him as a gag on top of the people that are just staunch supporters of him, this could get real, real uh, interesting to say the least. But not even a gag. Like, I think that people are like, yeah, Donald Trump, I love The Apprentice. He is a famous person. What's the difference between Ronald Reagan? He was pretty famous. I mean, it was a different way back in the 50s and 60s. But it's basically like having a new star as the president. It'd be like Arnold Schwarzenegger as president. I mean, he's already been the governor. What about, what's next, Ben Affleck? Like, is that, what? what is, I mean, and that's, that's actually a serious thing. He's been getting into politics, Ben Affleck. And what is wrong with us as American people that we're choosing people to lead us who are actors they are good at reading a script and memorizing things and lying to us actors are professional liars you idiots this is (laughs) their job their job is to lie to you they are leading a society is what these politicians that we have duly elected do you want to have a professional liar actor cheat and a shitty businessman actually be in charge of our society as we see it it scares the fuck out of me Oh, yeah. Thank you. I don't need any more coffee. Um, I'm wide awake now. Um, Sorry, I, but I was my little rant. I just, I get so upset. And that's exactly what the purge is. That kind of, of reaction you just had right there is the essence of what I want to do between 8 and 10 uh, a.m. on Thursdays. Thursdays. I yes. can't wait. It's going to be a great show. Here, we're going to listen right now to Donald Trump uh, being a dick. Again. Does Trump hate women? Plus Donald's worst quotes. Apparently he might also hate Mexicans. Trump is the Mexicans as the Chinese were to Mongolians. Or at least he will be once he builds that goddamn wall. For those of you who don't know, this is Donald Trump. He's a big fan of birds, which is why he has their hairstyle. He no doubt likes dogs too. Bravo to Donald Trump. Get yourself five bucks for free. You can finally release your hairpiece from captivity. Huh, I guess he's a cat person too. If Hillary Clinton can't satisfy her husband. <laughs> 
So apparently Donald Trump's idea of presidency is how well you can sexually satisfy the entire country. I don't know, I'm not gonna knock a Donald Trump blowjob till I get it. Donald Trump talking crap about Ariana Huff says she's a dog and then acts like he's the victim. We may have ourselves a self-pitying president. Is this Ariana Huff? She doesn't look like a dog to me. Ariana Huff is unattractive both inside and out. Why would you say that? You know who's super unattractive, Donald? You. Have you ever gave yourself an honest look in the mirror? You are an ugly man. You don't take my word for it. Donald Trump, name me one hot 73-year-old. Just one. If there is one, it's not you. How about a sexy 79-year-old? No, nothing. Again, the robot thinks you're in your 70s. I still can't think of a hot 67-year-old. Wow, 69. That's the closest you'll get to that number without paying someone to do it with you. Yeah, you know what? I did say that. Katy Perry must have been drunk when she married Russell Brand. Oh, my... Thank goodness Russell Brand to the rescue. Are you drunk when you write these tweets? What does the foam you spray on your bald head make you hot? I think it's the foam, Russell Brand. Definitely the foam. Donald Trump aiding and trashing Megyn Kelly. Megyn Kelly, of course, being a very attractive woman who Donald Trump seems to enjoy laughing at. While also promoting the message that Megyn Kelly is the biggest loser. Isn't it lovely to think this man could be our president? If he's happy to dump over non-hostile fellow Americans like this. Imagine how this man will handle talking to foreign leaders, many of which have the ability to significantly harm the United States. If you guys really want to go to war with other nations over one massive jackass's ego, Donald Trump is your best bet. Guy does not know how to talk to people. Apparently Donald Trump thinks that Rosie O'Donnell is disgusting in and out. Hey Donald Trump, maybe come up with a new insults. That jab's about as old as that nutsack you call a face. According to this, the potential president of the United States told the contestant it would be a pretty picture to see her on her knees. Imagine for a second the woman he said that to was your wife or your daughter or your mom. Or maybe that context is better for Donald Trump to consider before he opens his mouth again and attacks some woman he decides to have a beef with. Anyway, here's a list of all the women Donald Trump's been married to. As you can see, if he does hate women, he doesn't hate them so much that he's not willing to marry them. Long story short, vote for Bernie Sanders. Yay, Bernie. That was nicely put right there. I, I don't have no I have no idea who that gentleman was that did that video right there about Donald Trump, but I like him. Yeah. Donald's I mean, honestly, we can can we can can we have a, a, a I mean he says ugly both inside and out. What? Why are why is that even an issue? Why is the why is a woman's appearance any worry of yours and why are you spouting it out to the whole world that if we're gonna i can't we can't we how do we stop donald trump oh man i, I we don't have enough to, money I'm, I'm afraid to actually throw out a couple of suggestions because if he does become president i could be probably having a visit from the secret service well could you imagine you can't i mean i don't want to i mean i could imagine what it'd be like i just choose not to because the thought absolutely scares the shit out of me here, we'll, uh, we'll, I love David Letterman. Let's hear him destroy Donald Trump three years ago. This is, uh... Three years ago, uh, he was on the, uh, the Letterman show, which is no longer, and we're going to hear him destroy him. Here we go. I have nothing against China. I just hate that their leaders are so much smarter than our leaders. 2016, we will not be the world leader anymore. We have been always. What will but in 2016, China becomes the great economic leader. Even, even if Mitt Romney is elected, he says that maybe he, he can turn it around. Well, do you think he can turn it around? I think we can. Do you think Mitt Romney can I turn think, it around? I think he can. As a line of clothing. Now, where were these made? These were made, I don't know where they were made, but they were made someplace. But they're great. It's ties, shirts, cufflinks, everything sold at Macy's, and they're doing great. Number one selling tie anywhere in the world. Number one selling I, I tie anywhere in the world. Wear that shirt, you wouldn't wear that we shirt? We also have them in white and beautiful where, white. Where are the shirts made? Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Well, it's good. Okay. We employ people in Bangladesh. It's ties? Where are the ties they made? Have to these are too. beautiful ties. They are great ties. The ties are made in where? China? China. Ties are made in China. Oh. Well, I'll tell you, and, and you know what, David, in all fairness, 
I've been very open about that, and not all of them, by the way, but I've been very open about that. Are you okay? Is the ch the no, chair I'm was fine. I just, China. yeah, I know. Chair was <laughs> the made chair in was made in China. <laughs> You buy let's that just, at Macy's, by the way. Let's just let's just let's just get, uh, the, the, shut down the uh, Donald Trump factory in Beijing. I would love to. And and we'll put up a Thai factory in uh, Jamaica, Queens. I love it. And yeah. we'll make we'll make I the Donald it. Trump factory. I'm for it. Donald Trump is a dick. Part three of many. Sweet, sweet irony right there. Talking out of the side of his neck, and then David Letterman just totally just called his ass out and, on and it. And that was three years ago. Okay, so Donald Trump is not just being a dick right now. He's been a dick. I actually uh, looked back um, in the YouTubes joking around to see all of the... Um, he's done so many commercials in the 80s and um, like uh, things for... He was in Home Alone 2. Was he? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll look at... What we'll do is we'll play your Florence and the Machine drumming song here. And then I'll look up some of these. You'll, you'll be so surprised when you see him in... Um, he was in a ton of movies in the late 80s and early 90s when he was sort of solidifying his fame in a different way. It was like after the fall, after the bankruptcy of his first uh, company or whatever, and then he was like grasping at stuff before The Apprentice. Kind of, he's been trying to garner this fame for a long time. I think this presidency might have been a joke in his mind years ago, but it, I mean, he's really... <laughs> it's got some wheels to it. That's the unfortunate it's, it part. It has wheels because we are stupid, stupid people. Um, I, all of us, Americans as a whole. <laughs> it does make me uh, come to terms with uh, figuring out why Macaulay Culkin went and just went completely bonkers because more than likely Donald Trump was in a movie with him. Yeah, that would do. Let's blame Donald Trump for everything. Hey, everybody who blamed Obama for everything for a long time, uh, for porcupines, global warming, their smelly dick, they blamed everything on Obama. And now... I say, just blame everything on Trump. Yeah, it's just... All of it. Just do it. switch the same product onto a different package, and well, this would be Donald Trump. Maybe that if we could all just... If everyone started bad-mouthing Donald Trump, maybe something could happen. What if what if we could get some, like, underground tweet thing where, like, everyone in the world was like, Donald Trump, we hope you burn in hell, you're ugly inside and out. Use his own um, slurs against him. Oh, yeah, and especially if we can get that to the Electoral College. Oh, God. That would be awesome. Well, if we could just have a three-party system, or like a five-party system, or a 12-party system. I think in like Royal Rumble, WWF style. I mean, I want to be <laughs> able to know. Well. I just want to at least be able to know that the guy who's running the, the you know number one kid on the block in the free world can whip somebody's ass. Can kick some ass. Absolutely. We should have some UFC throwdown uh, for, to see who's going to be the president. May the strongest survive. Isn't that like sort of the old school way of doing things anyways? It, Put him in a pit. Two men enter, one man leaves. Thunderdome, Thunderdome yes. Baby. Thank you, Tina Turner. Maybe we just need to put them, put them on, and I bet Hillary would win. Uh, put Hillary on one set of bungee cords uh, with one of those big Q-tip things, you know, like from American Gladiators, uh -huh. and then put Donald Trump in the other with one of those big Q-tip things, and then just have them just bounce down, up and up, and like hit each other with big yeah. Q-tip things, and then. We'll see. We'll see who loses. A Whoever loses a tooth first. Give her the huge Q-tip and give him a, a literal Q-tip. Give him a literal Q-tip. And then just go at it. He has to use his bare hands. Yeah, yeah. How dare you fight a woman? You know what, though? I really <laughs> think that she would... I, I I think that she could take him. Oh, she's badass. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna fuck with her. Uh-uh. And then there's Bernie Sanders. 
I like that guy. I like that guy, too. He's an honest politician, if, su- if such a thing exists. About as close to one as we're going to find ne- right he's now. He's never flopped. He's, he's, always been, he's always been the same. He's like the new Ralph Nader. He's the Jewish Ralph Nader. Love him. Uh, we're going to listen. Tell us about this uh, Florence and the Machine drumming song. Oh, a few years back, I, I got turned on to that lady, Florence Welsh from Florence and the Machine. And quite frankly, voice of an angel. Voice and of an angel. And this is yet another catchy song. And, well, it makes me just reflect back on uh, some good times that I had in the past, recent past, within the last three, four years when I was in Colorado. Oh, and every time I hear it. It just brightens my day. It brightens your day. All right. You guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Brought to you by Alta California Botanicals. Best tink in the biz. Go to your local dispensary. Ask for it by name. Alta California Botanicals. My favorite uh, is the stress relief. High THC. Oh, yeah. Laser beams shooting out of my eyes, friends. Go big or go home. Go big or go home. Don't take half a bottle, though. Uh, Florence the Machine drumming (laughs) set.
back. Right on. Hey, good good work, Jason. Lala, just do something. Being on the ones and twos has I, it together. Love it. Oh, yeah. I'm a natural. What can I say? He absolutely is. You guys are all going to be listening to The Purge on Thursdays from 8 to 10. New show, new format, great stuff. Uh, Mutiny Radio. We have like 44 shows now, and they're all so different and bizarre. You even said you were going to do some sports, right? Yes. That's just one of my passions is sports, and, you know... The fact that uh, some of my favorite sports teams are, uh, well, they suck right now. Well, they don't suck. The 40 Winos? Nope. I'm originally from Indiana, so I oh, love the Colts. Oh, the Colts. Hey, um, my friend Victor of the JV Sports Show on Thursdays from 6 to 8, huge, huge Colts fan. And I always thought it was funny that Andrew Luck played for them because their symbol is the horseshoe symbol, and it's a lucky symbol. And then Andrew Luck was their quarterback. Yeah. I think that's really cute. I think despite what they may say in their front office, I think they purposefully sucked so they could get him in the really? draft. That's oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. There was a whole uh, grassroots conspiracy theory. You know, they're, they suck for luck. Wow. And I, I, I'd be uh, inclined to buy into that. But uh, also a big Pacers fan. They, oh, okay. they, they were the, the latest victim to the 23 and 0, 23 and 0 Warriors. Over this season, including last season, they're up to 27. They tied the Miami Ugh. Heat for second longest uh, winning streak. That's amazing. They're going to beat that that Bulls winning streak here. Uh, that's going to what is that? 32 games? Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh yeah, yeah. 33. I think 71-72 LA Lakers. They just can't be beat. Uh, so this is interesting news. Yesterday I was. Um, hanging out with a baby, as I do on Tuesdays. And we like to go down to um, the big park in front of City Hall because he likes to play soccer. He's two and he's really good at soccer and he likes to kick around the ball. And it's this big, huge, flat area where nothing is dangerous and he can push the cart around and we, I can follow him around with a soccer ball for like an hour. So for me, it works out really well. It's clean. It's not difficult to avoid the questionably housed people because we just, there's, it's such a big space right there in front of City Hall. Well. Right before that's going to happen, I see a grouping of people, and I look at Jude, and I say, hey, something democratic is going to happen. People are going to exercise their right uh, to speak in public on the steps of the hall, and it's getting bigger and bigger. And we get closer, and it's Warriors Ground SF. It's a group in San Francisco that's trying to get the Warriors to come to the city. And they're saying, we want this amazingly successful team. We've been trying to get them for 13 years. It's time to let us build a stadium here, uh, like in the Hunters Point area, and uh, help the community by bringing the Warriors here. And uh, they were giving away free t-shirts, and I, and I got one for my boyfriend, and it's really cool. It's blue, and it says um, Warriors Ground SF, and they're trying to get the Warriors to move here, which in a I way, mean, isn't that moving back to San Francisco? Because I, I believe they were uh, known as the San Francisco Warriors for a while there. Were they? I'm not entirely sure. I have not verified that particular uh, supposition, but I have heard it in uh, passing conversations that uh, they were the San Francisco Warriors at some point in time. Uh, anybody that wants to uh, correct me or tell me I'm a big fat liar and a fat mouth, uh, give us a call here at 415-550-0511. Perfect. Yeah, uh, but Warrior Ground itself. So there are all these people uh, doing great speeches, and, and they're local. Um, like the electricians were behind them. That, that was the whole thing is that people want to build a stadium because that brings so many jobs into San Francisco for all the local um the unions. The union guys, yeah. To build laborers and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And then it cr would create so many more jobs because you'd have the vendors and you would have, it would be, it would be a big boon uh, for the community. And, uh, and they took the 49ers away. Yeah, yeah. You know. And they took the 40 winos back to, or to Santa Clara, which 
hurts my feelings on a really deep level. Yeah, and, and I'm kind of kind of conflicted about the idea of them coming to San Francisco simply because of this. Uh, they went, the Niners went to Santa Clara, you know, big, shiny new stadium. Yep. We're going to, you know, make this uh, the new hub for the Bay Area football teams. And, well, they suck. And then there's been complaints about the stadium. Yep. Been complaints. Parking. Parking's just freaking horrible. Ruining the whole freeway system that's ruined anyway over in that exactly. part of the, the South Bay is like a, a spider web of stupid freeways just everywhere Blech. and we just didn't they built this big thing but it's like now all the people are coming to it and they don't it's it's I heard that okay I'm not speaking very well right now because I'm flustered but I had a friend who went to a game and they said it ended at like eight o'clock and they didn't get home until one in the morning back to the city. You're kidding. Because they couldn't get out of the parking lot. And then the entire freeway system was shambles. And it took them five hours to get from the game to their house. Which, if it's in the way. city, you can use public transportation. Like, there, it, that's the other thing. It's like impossible to get there via Caltrain or whatever else. It, they, they built it and said, oh, if we build it, they will come. But you have to have the roots for people to get there, you dumb fucks. I don't think they really thought the infrastructure through uh, enough. I mean, as mm. far as the stadium, beautiful stadium, you know, other than the turf has got problems. But it's so, a you know, nice little building they got there. But I don't think they, they must have been smoking some Sherm or some PCP when they didn't uh, think about, uh, you know, how people are going to get to and from that particular venue. Absolutely. And how much it costs. I mean, parking alone is like 50 bucks or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's the parking. What. So I, I, I and the I, tickets. It's like what? But sports is big money, so it is. Unfortunately, uh, especially with the NFL, freaking juggernaut uh, sporting organization in this country, hands down, undisputed, undefeated champion, uh, at least for the last forty years. Now the other thing that I was wondering about is, I kind of dig Oakland. You know, they don't have really much going for them right now. Well, uh, yeah. They, well, that's but the, the thing they do have is that Bart goes right to the Oakland Coliseum, oh, that which is, is amazing. Sweet. You know, uh, I, I got a chance to go to Oakland for, I think, the first time. No, the second time I've been uh, this past Sunday. And uh, it was really cool to get on the Bart and just know that, hey, I'm underneath, you know, billions of gallons of frickin' water, right? Oh, that scares me, too. The- <laughs> kind of freaks me out. But, you know, it was kind of cool just to putz around Oakland. And, I, you know, it's not a bad not a bad little town. Yeah, well, it's coming up. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of great restaurants. There's a great beer scene. They have um, Jack London Square is lovely. They have, I mean, you can get really great... Um, what are they called? Charsu Bao in, in Chinatown down there. And there's, I mean, it's lovely. Like Merritt is nice. It's not a terrible place. <laughs> they have in and outs over there. Oh, yeah, they're civilized. <laughs> they're, they're civilized. They're civilized. But I mean, it's not. It's not the city. So I'm. I'm definitely not planning on trans. I'll do anything I can to try to stay here. Oh, I agree. Um, I would agree. So I bought tickets because my my boyfriend Jonathan, our anniversary is on Christmas, and I bought him greater tickets for Christmas Eve. And they're still affordable. That's oh, that, that is cool. Those um, the tickets. I mean, there were a lot of um, extra fees tacked on top, but the tickets themselves were only seventy-five bucks a piece. That is really freaking reasonable for an NFL game. And that's what I thought, because I'm like, I used to go like the Chargers. They were way more than that, and the Chargers have sucked forever. Oh um, yes. And I guess the Raiders have sucked for a long time, but now they're actually kind of looking good, and maybe next year they'll look. I mean, I don't think they're going to make it to the wild card this year. They just, no, no, it's, it's not, not going to happen. happen. They got a great foundation though. They've they've got they've got the young players, and uh, they're gonna they, they 
they're going to pull it together. Next year, I think we're going to see a lot from the Raiders. But it's going to be exciting to see. And they're playing the Chargers that day. So it's the Raiders playing the Chargers. And I used to live in San Diego for 12 years. So San Diego, Super Chargers, San Diego. Chargers. Is it true that the uh, gentleman that owned MasterCard actually, the one uh, who nicknamed him the Chargers, he was like the, I heard that he was the uh, original owner for the San Diego Chargers, the guy who, who founded know. MasterCard or something like that, that's why they were called kind of the amazing. Chargers. Oh, that's funny. But um, Yeah. Uh, well, I, 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 that's, that would be, I wonder if that's true because that's really fun. But it's like, because there's no lightning down there either. So like a lightning bolt, Charger. Yeah. Just maybe. a it, random image to put on a helmet. Stuff. Uh, also, uh, fun fact, uh, the Chargers are my ex-wife's favorite football team, so uh, you know, I, I won't hold uh, their success or failure against you, just my ex-wife. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and you know what? It, it, you don't even have to worry about it because they can't win a postseason game. No matter how well they do during the season, like, the, and they'll even win their first postseason game, but they can never win the second postseason game. It, it, it happened like all the way through the mid-thousands. They were doing great all season. Blah! And then all of a sudden at the end, it was that kicker, it was that damn Kading. Um, there, were, it was just a despondency in the street. I remember picking up my ex-husband from, he had season tickets and I wasn't allowed to go because I was a wife, um, but I would still be nice enough to stay sober and go pick him and his friends up from the game. And when they lost the second postseason game, and I think it was like in 2005 when it was, and uh, it was the Kading kick, it was started to like rain and mist in San Diego. And the streets were just like silent with despondency oh, as I'm driving no. up to the stadium to pick them up. And everyone's just like, <laughs> it's like, come on, you guys. If you've been Charger fans for eight years, you know they can't win a postseason game. You think it's going to happen this year? Come on. You know who's really not losing any sleep over the Chargers' uh, inability to win a Super Bowl? It's Drew Brees. <laughs> right. Like, oh, you want to trade me because of bum shoulder? All right, I can roll with that. And now you guys can suck it. Uh, absolutely. And... I, one of my favorite players was um, Ladanian Tomlinson, and, and I, even even when he moved to the Jets, I was still a fan, and um, and I like to listen to, to listen to him do his little commentary now on the TVs. I don't know which network he works oh, for. Oh, I loves me some Ladanian Tomlinson. Yeah, he, he's he's good people. LT. And then poor Junior Seau, that was the other Charger that was just such a sad, sad thing. And and this actually ties into that new movie Concussion. I don't know if you've heard about I it. I was just listening to uh, Mike and Mike in the morning this morning, and they were talking about that movie. And it's the first time I'd heard about it. And they they talked about Junior Seau as well. I really liked him. He was a hell of a hell of a guy, not only on the field but off the field. Absolutely. Uh, even though he went to USC, and I can't really stand <laughs> USC, but I didn't hold that against him. Sure. And it was tragic, a, a true tragedy. Somebody with a, a, a huge heart that he did uh, suffer such a, an ending because of traumatic brain injury. And, and that's the thing. We didn't think at the time. I, I just thought, oh, the pressure of everything got too much. I thought that because his, his restaurant started not doing very well. So the rumor going around San Diego at the time was that, well, his restaurant wasn't doing well and he was, he was fearing bankruptcy and all these kinds of things. And so he killed himself. And But that it would be a traumatic brain in, injury kind of that he... I heard that he just wasn't the same. And when your head gets hit that many times, like we've just never talked about it. That that much, I, I know one person with traumatic brain injury and they are not all there. Um, and, and the thing that gets confusing for them is they used to be all there and they remember being all there, but they can't do it. And so then they get really like angry because they're like, why aren't you listening to me? And it's like, well, cause you're wrong. Yeah. But it's because their brain injury isn't thinking. It's sort of like they keep their ego, but their abilities sort of degrade. And so then that 
interplay of like, I used to know this, I used to be great. It's like, oh, okay, well, things are a little different now. And like accepting that, I think might be, ah. That kind of tied back into uh, Sweet Gail's uh, need for acceptance yeah. thing she was talking about. Yeah. But So yeah, I'm going to have to check that movie out. Yeah, Concussion. That's, uh, everybody look it up. And uh, I mean, what's that? that's the thing. This always trips me out. Uh, sports is a huge industry. Multi-billion dollars. Huge. All of it. Uh, NBA, NFL, MLB, uh, NHL. I already said NHL. No. No, I didn't. Okay, NHL. So we have all of these in the soccer. Like, we're not even talking about the premier soccer leagues. All right. And the oldest, like, organized sport would probably be soccer. But the rest of them really came around the turn of the century. So you've got basketball, like, 1896. and, And that's before they even cut the bottom of the baskets out. So this is... 115 years ago, this stuff didn't even exist. And now, we've created this industry that's enormous. And that's only 115 years. That's like in our grandparents' grandparents' lifetime. That's like three generations, within three generations. I mean, if you think within four generations, there was slavery. So in, in that, you know, 200 years, We've had a lot of changes. And, uh, but it, it blows my mind that this stuff didn't even exist. And now we're just building huge stadiums and teams and tickets and all of this money, this industry came out of something that didn't even exist. And I, I guess I could say the same thing for computers, right? Like computers only came out what the first computer was like in the 60s. Yeah. And then they got, and even in the 70s, they were still the size of this entire building. And then now we have we walk around with computers in our hand, and we throw them away and we get new ones. Yeah. I just I don't know where the world is going. Can it keep expanding at such like a? I don't think it can on a on a and be. I don't think it's sustainable. It, it, it is not uh, infinitely sustainable uh, with the juggernaut that sports has uh, turned itself into. The need I think is almost to a. a a Roman gladiator type of level right there. We, we just want to see the bigger hits. We want to see the bigger dunks. We want to see somebody getting posterized. We want to see uh, somebody, uh, a victor, somebody, a victim in the, in the world of and, sports. And then the other side of it is the merchandising where, I mean, this has been the thing that's been tripping me out. And they're just, they're such geniuses. Is that football ostensibly is three. It's like three months. And every month they choose a different uniform. In September... It's their regular uniform in October and with all of the hoodies and jackets and hats that go with it. And then in October, it's Women's Breast Cancer Month. So everything's pink and there's pink jerseys and there's pink outfits and it's pink, pink, pink by the pink thing. And then in November, it was military and everything was camo and there was a hat. It's the same thing. So basically, they just made it so that they can have... Three, you can buy three different hats if you like the Chargers. You can buy three different sweatshirts if you like the Colts. And people do this. <laughs> they even have hats that have absolutely no resemblance to the actual team colors because people love collecting sports hats. Right. Um, another. They're geniuses. Yeah. Def- baseball hats for football. Does anybody see this as stupid? It's a baseball hat. It's a football team. It's it, genius. You know, it's also genius. a genius is actually opening up a line of clothing specifically designed for women, because for the longest time with the time, NFL, with the NFL, that right there just took it to that next level. Absolutely. 
It's crazy. Well, and we, and women have been getting more into sports, and they want us to, and that's why they put the ladies on the sidelines, and they make them say smart things about football because they want more women to watch the game. It's, it's really hard for me to spend an entire Sunday watching three football games, though. Or the red zone, when you're just like back and forth and all the different games. It's just hard for me to stay interested for that long. You said you have knitting. I do have my knitting. That's You know what? I see that as a really positive... I could maybe crochet while I was watching some football or bake Well, thankfully for me, I actually, uh, you know, I'm at work on Sunday. So if I'm lucky, I'll catch maybe like a half. Right. Which in the grand scheme of things is probably a good thing because I would be that guy that will be there from 8 a.m. from Sunday NFL countdown all the way to the last uh, play on Sunday night. It's my boyfriend, Jonathan. But we already, (laughs) we've already like made the deal where I'm like, Sundays are yours during football season. You can, I'm just, there you go. But it wasn't really a sacrifice for me because my ex-husband had the um, season tickets. Mm -hmm. So he was gone on Sundays anyways at all the home games. So it was like, "Eh, you're not here on Sunday, whatever, football. Um, and you know, I, I like an excuse to drink. I, sometimes on a Sunday, that, that's fun to watch football all day and just get stupid wasted and yell at the TV. I prefer hockey. Oh, that I would love to see hockey. LA game. is or LA, but um, NFL is fine with me. Uh, you pulled something up for us. Yeah, we got uh, nice little cameo appearances from Donald Trump that's throughout the right. years. Let's go back to the big asshole Donald Trump. So he seriously. <laughs> Uh, was in a bunch of movies. So we're going to kind of listen to uh, him on those. And then we'll be right back on the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Jason and Pam. Sir, it is my esteemed pleasure to introduce Mr. and Mrs. Donald Trump. He's on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Donald. Told me you were here. You look great. Mm, thank you very much. Um, Donald owns this restaurant. Oh. Uh, this is my friend, Mike McNeil. Hey, listen. Are you bagging her? Huh? Are you? No, no. We, we just met. Well, call me, Liz. Oh, sure. Thanks. Okay, boys, it's time to get serious. So let me tell you that uh, all the money Sorry, that I win from Susan. you tonight is the first income I've gotten that's not been garnished by the Bank of Margot. I hope you have a good lawyer. <laughs> Donald, listen, it's 50 cents to open. Okay, here's a news flash. You're rich, all right? <laughs> and I didn't get rich by throwing away quarters. Oh, all right, okay. Samantha, a cosmopolitan, and Donald Trump. You just don't get more New York than that. Look at this right here on the street. It's Donald Trump. <laughs> what are you, morons? Wait. The Drew Carey Trump? show. I hear Kelson finally dumped you. Not exactly, no. no. We just came to a mutual understanding that she couldn't bear me for another second. Mike. Sir. Donald. Mr. Trump here wrote The Art of the Deal. Then he wrote a new bestseller, The Art of the Comeback. Two books. Wow. to meet oh what am i talking about all you handsome zillionaires know each other <laughs> donald maxwell sheffield how do you do how do you just gonna crash and burn and take his clients with him Excuse me. Well, 
I'm here with Donald Trump. For God's sake, how long is it going to be? I have checks sitting on two tables. Ah, Miss Ayers, how nice to see you. I have Mr. Cuddy's usual table. Cuddy? Sorry, Frank, but I'm going to go crash and burn with Cuddy. Call me. I'm gonna win this race. Waldo, you're the best son money can buy. Thanks, Dad. Look, without Derek Zoolander, male modeling wouldn't be what it is today. Actually, hiring Eddie was my idea from the beginning. Excuse me, where's the lobby? Down the hall and to the left. Thanks. McDonald is here, live on Monday Night Raw. Okay, kids, make it fast. I've got a plane to catch. We've created a magazine. Mr. Trump, we give you... Scabby! <laughs> there it was. Uh, that was crazy. Uh, those were Donald Trump... And there's more of them, too. There's more cameos. But those are just some TV and movie cameos. And that doesn't even include uh, him on The Apprentice, the however many billions of seasons. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure they just needed to fill the airtime or something, so they kept him on. He's a famous guy. I think that might have inspired Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, but... Oh, I was thinking about her this morning when I was drinking my coffee on the bus, and there was a child who was being um, unruly, and I thought, oh, it's like the go-go juice of Honey Boo Boo, and they'd give her a Mountain Dew, and she'd be, Mommy, I want my go-go juice! I want my go-go juice! That makes a lot of sense now, because I always have a rock star at work, and guys at the, at the job are always telling me, you got your Honey Boo Boo go-go juice, and I had go never understood what the f- they're talking about. Thank yeah, you for bringing some clarity to my life. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I sometimes yell at parents uh, on the bus, or when they're getting on the bus or off the bus, when they hand their child an orange Fanta, it's not orange juice. Fanta is not orange juice. It's not? No. Are you serious? <laughs> we just, we pump our kids full of sugar and then we sit them in front of the TV and then we're like, I wonder why their brains are, they can't focus. I wonder why they all have ADHD and they can't focus on anything. Because if you watch a commercial, and this is my own personal theory, but if you watch a commercial and you count the times that the camera flashes to a different scene. So like in a 30 second commercial for cereal straws or something, you're gonna have 90 shots. So it's like, you know, blah, over here. It's like, and it keeps switching. Like their eye has something else to look at. Like three times a second. I'm thinking like the old Batman episodes, you know, pow, bam, blammo, but more like a, more like scenes. Yeah, scene, 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 scene. A commercial is basically just like uh, pull, pull one up, and we'll just we won't even we won't even listen to it. We'll just just put up like any. What is a commercial? What are kids? What do kids want right now? Look up like a Star Wars toy commercial. Oh or, yeah, how about a Toys R Us? Uh, yeah, a toy perfect Toys R Us commercial. It doesn't even have to be a classic one. Alrighty, let's see what we got it here. It can be just a Toys R Us commercial. And we'll see, and we'll just we'll just count the times that the camera re-switches to another something. 
Okay, so that's... Uh, wait, start, start it again. Start it again. Okay. It's already started. Okay, so this is Toys R Us, exactly what you wish for. And here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. 18. How many seconds was that? That was 30 seconds. That was 30 seconds. There were 18 camera shots. And that's just a regular old commercial. That's freaking frightening right there. Right? That, that really is. And we wonder, and we wonder why. Why are our kids, why can't they focus in school? Because you have one teacher standing up there in front of a chalkboard writing things down. They are bored out of their fucking minds. There's 18 different camera shots in one commercial, and that isn't even the show. Like... It's it's crazy, and then and then people wonder, what like what what's going on? It's, we're training them. When you put a child in front of a TV, and you just get their eyes trained, and then you give them an iPad, and they swipe left, and then there's a pop up ad on the side that's constantly popping up. Like we don't think that this is somehow imprinting upon them the world. I don't know. I think uh, as well as contributing to the ADHD is the sense of instant gratification too. Yeah, absolutely. Buy this now, get it now. Oh, and yeah, kids can't wait for anything. I, patience it, truly is a virtue sometimes. Well, it is, and I mean, it's patience, wanting things builds character. Like every time I was little and I'd want something, um, my grandma would say, um, I'd say like, um, oh, I want, I want uh, a new Barbie doll. And she'd be like, I want world peace, but it doesn't seem like anybody's going to get what they want today, does it? <laughs> Wanting things builds character. Yeah. That's what she would say. Wanting things builds character. That's true. Could, it's good to want things, because like, then maybe you'll do things to get the thing you want. Exactly. You could ask for anything you want, but it doesn't mean you're going to necessarily get it. Yeah. Not unless... But that's the other thing we're teaching our kids, is that if you're a good-looking little kid, you can kind of get what you want. Good-looking little girls. I mean, I would be interesting to do a, like a little feminist study of three-year-old girls and ones that are like traditionally cute and ones that are like, you know, kind of slobbering and maybe they have boogers or something. Maybe their hair isn't like brushed into cute little ringlets or they're just not as adorable. You know what I mean? Maybe they, maybe one eye's a little wonky or something. And you sort of like follow them around and see how their if their worldview is at all different because of the way they look, their cuteness factor. Yeah, and especially with the little girls, you know, basically brainwashed from an early age you know good little girls act like this good little girls act like that and if you act outside of those particular parameters you're a bitch yeah you know an ind- a true independent self-assured confident woman is more often than not portrayed as a bitch absolutely you can't uh, you can't be can't be smart being smart uh is not what you want as as a girl they want you to the only thing they want you to open your mouth for is to stick a dick in it Am I right? Oh, I yeah, right? yeah, pretty much, man. Don't let I the words come out. Just put the dick in uh, the uh, mouth. I'll, I'll, um, I'll own it. Cause, it's, uh, it's sad, but it's, I mean, and, and we're, we're I, and it isn't even, it isn't even porn or anything like that. It's just the way that, I have a, I have a new joke I'm working on, and it goes something like this. Um, men are men, and yep. women are women, and m- you can be male, or you can be female. 
So like our suffix subjugates us right there. Yeah. Like we're not met. What? Why? Why do we have to have a word that says that we're different? But I mean, we do. And I know boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. But um, it just when our power structure and like how that sits, it it, it makes me sad sometimes. Uh, I I am I am I am such a feminist. Hey, own it. I, you know, yeah, I, I, I cannot fault you in, in the least right there. Something that uh, I had told to me a while back that uh, I notice a lot more when I'm out on the, you know, in the city just walking around is people that look at each other as true partners will tend to walk side by side. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nobody yeah. takes a lead. Nobody falls behind. Sure. But the, the scary part is, is there's usually a guy walking in front of a girl, you know, because if whatever social acceptance behavior you want to call it as, whether or not she's a strong woman or not, maybe there's just something in the back of her psyche saying, okay, well, I'm somehow inferior, which is complete bullshit. Second wife eyes down. <laughs> second wife eyes down. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said, but that's Se- pretty funny. Second wife eyes down. Whenever I hang out with them, whenever I'm the third wheel, like with a couple, like in there walking or whatever, and I'm friends with both of them or whatever, um, sometimes I'll yell at them, second wife eyes down, because I'm the second wife, and it's like, I think it's funny. Oh, that, uh, okay. No, no, I get yeah, you. Yeah, second wife. Because, uh, you know, men get to have so many wives, good times. Uh, I don't know how to solve the world's problems, but we try every Wednesday from noon to two here on the AltaCast on mutinyradio.fm, brought to you by the wonderful, amazing people at Alta California Botanicals best medical marijuana tink in the biz. Also, you should know that they are one of the main sponsors for our first annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival that's coming up here at the station March 2nd through 6th. It's going to be five shows a night, 24 shows in five days. Actually, 25 if you count the special one we're having at Brainwash on uh, Saturday, March 5th. It's going to be a free show with free beer. Can you can you believe it? What? I know. It's going to be huge. Uh, but every other show is going to be here at the station. Uh, there'll be hour-long shows. The tickets are $7 a piece, $30 if you buy the day pass, $150 if you buy the entire festival pass. And if you do that, you get access to the headliner show, which is going to be amazing. We are working on a national headliner right now which would be incredible to have. It would be a coup, I might say. But either way, we have 24 comedians from all over the United States and Canada. Uh, We have Canada, Italy, Georgia, um, Michigan, Massachusetts, Texas, uh, Oregon, Washington, New York. Is Puerto Rico represented? No, no Puerto Rico. Damn. No. Uh, We do have some Latinos in the show. We have Dronos. I, there's a couple Latinos, actually, and I, I did the breakdown to make sure that we were all over the board. Um, we have a couple gays, we have a trans, we've got, nice. we've got some dykey girls, we've got some big girls, we've got a stripper. Uh, what day have, is that one on? That is the underwear show that's going to be on, I think it's on Friday the 4th. Um, but there's an under, underwear-only uh, show, there's, I mean, we've got we've got white guys, we've got black guys, we've got... Asian guys, we've got we're we're we we got guys with beards, we got fat guys, we got skinny guys. It's a comedic United Nations have, going on we here. We do. We got guys with long hair. Uh, we got clean comics. It really, it's a we're super across the board. Uh, feminists. It's going to be a lot of fun. And there's almost half of uh, the people who are performing are women. So uh, out of the 24 from uh, out of town that are coming. Eight are women, uh, one is 
trans, so maybe that makes it nine. I'm not, I, I would say then we have nine women. Go nine, yeah. Nine, nine out of 24, which That's is almost awesome. half. So I'm pretty proud of that. And um, so you guys uh, stay tuned for it. We're going to be podcasting. We're going to be broadcasting live all of the shows, podcasting them as well. It's only a 40-seat venue, so you're going to have to get your tickets early as soon as I figure out how to release them. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun, though. Um, if you good guys like details. comedy. Yeah, good old details. I know. My performance license. Got to get that. Uh, but yeah, per- please, you guys... Um, Go to your local dispensary and ask for them by name, Alta California Botanicals. They're one of the big sponsors of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016, March 2nd through 6th. Our other sponsor is PBR. And someone asked me, like, how did you get PBR to be a sponsor? I said, well, you know, I have a PBR tattoo on my neck. <laughs> that's what that is. Okay. Yeah, that's a blue. This was. This is not a mistake. Let me tell you. My 33rd birthday, I was so drunk. And um, I went into my favorite tattoo artist and I said, I want to get... Uh, blue ribbon on my neck and underneath it I wanted to say I win because I win a lot of things too like I win contests and I win I win a lot I just always win and I feel like a winner even though other people think I'm a loser I think I'm a winner I think a neck tattoo automatically sort of says loser but that it says I win the irony there is so yes. twisted makes me really happy um, so I got this tattoo on my 33rd birthday and I continued I got in there and my tattoo artist Lucas was like Hey, Pam, you're drunk. It's 11 a.m. I'm like, it's, I cannot be drunk. It's 11 a.m. And he's I was like, I've only had one PBR. And he's like, what did you drink last night? I'm like, okay, fair enough. Um, so after the tattoo, I went and I, I drank all day. My was, birthday was on a Sunday that year. And that night, I fell apart. Like, I was, like, on the street, like, sitting in this alcove, like, being all sad. And my neck was, like, bleeding because I drank so much that my tattoo was sort of bleeding out. And there's blood. And one of my friends walked by me, and she was like, Pam? Pam? I was like, yeah. And she's like, I didn't even recognize you. You look horrible. What is going on with your neck? And I was like, oh, that is my tattoo. And I guess someone took me home that night and helped me um, not die on the streets of San Francisco. Very nice. But um, I ended up having to get the tattoo uh, touched up because it bled out so much that it looked just sort of like a bluish blob thing underneath it. Abstract Picasso thing. Right. And so um, my tattoo artist touched it up for me for free a week later. And then he was like, Pam, I got so much flat because I gave you a neck tattoo. And then you like fucked up, would be all fucked up about it. And I was like, dude, that's my second neck tattoo. Like there's no, the onus is completely off you on that one. I've had a neck tattoo since I was 20. So I've been fucking my life up since the beginning of time. <laughs> You're I, good. I don't give, I don't give a fuck. Um, but PBR is a sponsor, so thank you. Nice. Yeah. All right. What do we? Uh, what do we have up next? Oh, there on your side. Oh, uh, that's right. Okay. Little, I guess mellow listening. Wish uh, I could start hearing these. Uh, the song on the elevator would be awesome. I, I really love the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they are one of those bands that are they're timeless. You can listen to their music. Um, from their first albums in the early 90s, and they still sound fresh today. Um, I'm a big fan of Flea, and uh, and I love him as an actor, too. I think he's such a weirdo, you know? You know, I didn't know it at the time, but uh, I don't know if you remember that uh, late 80s, early 90s rapper, Young MC, with the song Bust a Move. Uh-huh. Bass line was played by Flea, really? and it was actually in the video. And all I remember of Flea is that he just had a bunch of stuffed animals sewn as pants. Oh, that's cute. You know, and he's got his bare chest, and he's just beating that bass guitar like it stole something from him. I right. mean, just kicking the shit out of it. I just thought it was so awesome. 
later on realize, oh shit, that's Flea. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Th- there's just something about that group right there. They're they're going to be in that same um, iconic uh, discussion with as like your Rolling Stones or even uh, like a Metallica because they were they were that that one of those first. I mean, yeah, I think they're the first like band that combined both funk and R&B and rock and roll punk rock sure. to be specific because some of their earlier stuff it was just it might as well have been like some kind of twisted smoked out black flag but well they were they were coming out of LA and so that LA sound at that time too was very I mean they were really punk influenced oh yeah and anytime you can go on stage with nothing but a sock on your dick yeah that 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 just scores points with me right there because I don't have the balls to pull that off literally <laughs> but right? well they're marketing geniuses um, also so this is the Velvet Glove by Red Hot Chili Peppers you guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm
You guys right. are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. And I have been joined all day by Jason, soon to be of The Purge, Thursday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Why would anyone be awake at 8 a.m.? Because, uh, well, for whatever reason, their bodies are programmed to get up at that time. This is my day off. I was up at 545. Wow. And pissed off about it. So I needed to purge some freaking bad juju out of me. Absolutely. Uh, I love sleeping in the morning. Like, I... This morning I snoo- my alarm goes off at 8.30 and I snoozed until 9.40. Oh my goodness. I if snoozed I, seven times. I could only hope. I, I will try as hard as I can and try to convince myself I will sleep into the ungodly hour of 8 a.m. Oh and I'm God. still up at 6.30. Wow. See, I, my favorite time is the snooze time, which is why I did seven because... Um, I'm in that sort of REM state and then I'm up and I know exactly what to do and I can kind of go right back to it. And sometimes I can sort of augment those dreams. Like I sort of don't leave it, but I'm still there. And then I can kind of change things in it and I feel like it's more of a lucid dreaming time. Uh, that's weird. Here's here's a little here's a little thing. Uh, we're closing out here on the AltaCast. Stay tuned for Think, Grow, Love Radio with Y Steinberg. But uh, I have these weird dreams about being in hotels like I always know that it's a meaningful dream when I'm either at Burning Man which I haven't been to in eight years and it's never like the real Burning Man the one in my dream and or I'm in some really big hotel and I'm like being kicked out of my room and I'm trying to scam a way to stay and I'm trying to act around the hotel like I belong there (laughs) but I don't and then like I'm it's the weirdest thing about my dreams about hotels. Is there a specific hotel chain you're thinking of or just in general? No, no. Usually they're like sort of sprawling and they have sort of the look of maybe a, a Claremont from San Diego. But there's also been like rivers and it's been New Orleans. I've, I've, I've had dreams where I'm driving around like large lakes, but I think I'm in Nevada, but really it's Chicago. It, but I have these weird visual images in my head that don't exist in reality because they're sort of in my own dreamscape. And but they're hotels and places and it's it's weird and I'm like why hotels? I, I don't have the money for hotels. They got really cool towels and all those all the small soap you can handle. Well, and I definitely take a lot of soap when I I haven't paid I haven't paid for soap in a really long time or toilet paper. Nice. Yeah. I got like it. Nice. Real, this is I probably shouldn't say this on the radio, but this is we're coming here on the close of fiscal year 2016, and this is the ninth year that I haven't had a W-2. I haven't had a W-2 in nine years. I haven't applied for taxes in nine years. I have nothing to apply for. I went in one year because I was still in graduate school and I was like, hey, can I get that $4,000 tax credit from my school? Uh, Because I went to school and they're like, bring us your W-2s. And I'm like, I don't have any. And they're like, you can't get a tax refund if you don't pay any taxes. Mm. And I was like, do I have to apply for taxes? And they're like, (laughs) you have nothing to apply for. And they told me no, H&R Block told me no. Because I have nothing to apply for. That's the first I've heard ever of anybody being told by a tax company, H&R Block or whatever, to basically kick rocks. Right, well there was nothing, there's nothing, I don't exist. There's nothing for me to apply for. There's nothing, I don't, I don't, I don't exist. I don't have records. I don't have W-2s. I can't claim any money to the government because there's nothing to claim. Well, you got a good streak going. 
And here's, this is the thing, I'm putting back feminism years and years, but if they ever ask, I'm gonna be like, I'm a really good girlfriend. And before that, I was a really great wife. Because wives, they've never paid taxes. They have no social security money saved up. They don't even, they don't exist. They're just a dependent. So I'm like a non-dependent dependent, except that I'm not dependent upon anybody. So it's, you know. Anyways, I hope the government isn't listening to the AltaCast today here on UniRadio.fm. It's okay. They're not. I know they're listening. Uh, I've been joined. If they were listening, we might have uh, more listenership at the station. Do you hear a helicopter outside? Do you hear it? Trump doesn't care about me. I'm small potatoes. Not only am I a stupid woman in his eyes, I have no, I have no value. And you're not Muslim. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not Muslim. Uh, but I have. Oh, what is what is my value as a woman? I mean, I know what my value is, but I really have no monetary value. So therefore, in America, I'm a piece of shit. Thanks for joining us every day, everybody on the AltaCast today here on MutinyRadio.fm. I've been joined by Jason. He's doing a great job in his training. You guys are going to listen to him on Thursday mornings from 8 to 10 with The Purge. Stay tuned for Why Steinberg's Think, Grow, Love Radio here on Mutiny Radio. Bye-bye. Bye. Alex, Ed, can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Join us every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedy scene here every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $2. You can bring your own beer and listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida. It's MutinyRadio.fm. The House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews. Tune in, turn on, every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m., House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Tweeka Turner and Pearl T.
Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? Do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in, Fridays at noon, Mutiny Radio. Roman's also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear. The news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon, on Mutiny Radio. Hello, comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Wiseman, host of government-sponsored program, Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m., broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. Sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comedy march honorably through their cold, balanced sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip and beet, and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB- KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 through 4 p.m. Miren, miren! Es un pájaro? Es un avión? No! It's a man! Looking to invest in the future of your community? MutinyRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Classroom Institute right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible. Donate online at www.mutinyradio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience-friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at muniradio.fm. Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tinctures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed, of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow. And there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one half ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. 
In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at Alta, A-L-T-A, CaliforniaBotanicals.com and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltaCaliforniaBotanicals.com. Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business, or for more information, please contact 415-641-3460 or visit womensinitiative.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Planned Parenthood is a trusted healthcare provider, an informed educator, a passionate advocate, and a global partner helping similar organizations around the world. Planned Parenthood delivers vital reproductive health care, sex education, and information to millions of women, men, and young people worldwide. For nearly 100 years, Planned Parenthood has promoted a common-sense approach to women's health and well-being based on respect for each individual's rights to make informed, independent decisions about health, sex, and family planning. Please visit PlannedParenthood.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. The Berkeley Free Clinic was founded in 1969 as a street medicine clinic, but quickly found a permanent home in the Berkeley community. It has become an icon in the area and has served countless thousands in a variety of ways during its 45-year history. Fees have never been charged for any services, materials, medications, or supplies provided at the Berkeley Free Clinic. Income has been generated solely via individual or organizational donations and government programs. To volunteer your time or to make a donation or for more information, visit berkeleyfreeclinic.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. 